Hello everybody and welcome to my podcast. This is Serena for LMC News. Today we will talk about sports injuries. What are the most common ones? What are the different types of injuries? Which sport has the most injuries? How can someone prevent and treat them? Well, if you are interested, stay tuned because you are about to find out. Sports injuries are injuries that occur during exercise, athletic activities, or while practicing a sport. The term sport injury is commonly used to refer to injuries of the musculoskeletal system. According to a study, of the 30 million children and teenagers that participate in some form of organized sport in the United States, about 3.5 million athletes under the age of 14 experience an injury annually. Of this, more than 775,000 end up in hospital emergency rooms. Obviously, some sports are more dangerous than others. But anyway, all types of sports have a potential for injuries, be them mild or more serious. Because of that, it's important to establish sport-specific dynamic warm-ups, stretching and exercises that can help prevent these injuries. Sports injuries are commonly caused by insufficient warm-up and stretching, overuse, direct impact, or the application of force that is greater than the body part can structurally withstand. Of course, injuries can be of different types. There are soft tissue injuries, hard tissue injuries, overuse injuries, and head and neck injuries. But let's try to analyze them more closely. STI or soft tissue injuries are the most common ones. They include contusions, which are usually a result of blunt force trauma, sprains and strains, the injuries that occur the most in sports, tendonitis, an inflammation of the tendon, abrasions, and lacerations. Soft tissue injury usually heals on their home within a few weeks, but to speed up the healing process, you can use the RICE method. RICE is an acronym that stands for rest, ice, compression, and elevation. HTI, or hard tissue injuries, involve damage to the bones or teeth and are caused as a direct result of force applied to the body, resulting in fractures, dislocations, and other breakages. Fractures can be mainly classified into two categories. Simple fractures that are characterized by a complete break of the bone, which remains underneath the skin, and compound fractures that occur when the bone breaks and protrudes through the skin. 
The healing process of heart tissue injuries can extend over 12 months or more depending on the size and type of the wound. An overuse injury is any type of muscle or joint injury, such as tendonitis or a stress fracture, that's caused by repetitive trauma. Overuse injuries are usually stemmed for training errors or technique errors. To prevent this type of injuries, you must use proper form and gear, pace yourself, gradually increase your activity level and mix up your routine with cross-training. A head injury is any trauma to the scalp, skull or brain, while a neck injury is any damage to the neck including soft tissue, bone, spinal column and nerves. Both of these type of injuries are in the most cases caused by faults act of violence, road accidents, and of course, sports accidents. To reduce your risk of any sports injuries, you need to warm up properly before starting the actual activity. Wear appropriate wear and footwear, avoiding wearing clothes that could get in your way. Hydrate well to prevent dehydration, heat exhaustion, and heat stroke. Use good form and technique, rest when tired, and cool down after sport with gentle sustained stretches. We have already talked about several factors that can cause a sport injury, but there's still one left. I have kept it for last because I think that is the one of the most important ones, if not the most. I'm talking about eating disorders. But what really are eating disorders? An eating disorder is a behavioral condition defined by abnormal eating habits that negatively affect a person's physical and or mental health. They include anorexia nervosa, bulimia nervosa, binge eating disorder, rumination disorder, and pica, where people eat non-food items. The causes of eating disorders are not very clear, but a lot of people, including specialists, think that they are a psychological problem. More simply said, they think it's all in our heads. Previously, I said that they are one of the causes of sports injuries. Here why. The combination of insufficient food and nutrient intake, high-level training and low body weight reduces the strength of bones over time and naturally increases the risk for injuries. While not every case of energy deficiency or injury in athletics is the direct result of an eating disorder, exploration of early warning signs is essential. During this last year, the world of sport has encountered many difficulties related to the spread of the coronavirus. COVID-19 has put many countries in a state of lockdown and sporting events, including the 2020 Olympics, have been affected. Since the gyms were closed, 
Many people opted to train at home or hike in the countryside during the weekends to avoid city crowds. In this last period, the numbers of infected by the virus are, are decreasing. And for this reason, many businesses and shops have been able to reopen. Among these, there are the gyms, and even the sports clubs have been able to start training again. Obviously, athletes have been still for a long time, and their bodies were no longer used to that type of activity. As a result, the numbers of sports injuries have increased. Which sport has the most injuries? Believe it or not, basketball actually has more injuries than any other sport, with a total of injuries of 251,794 per year. Basketball is followed by football, soccer, bicycle riding and baseball. The most common basketball injuries are ankle sprains, Achilles tendonitis, knee tendonitis, and Osgood Schlatter disease. This last one, called also OSD, is an inflammation of the patellar ligament at the tibial tuberosity. It is characterized by a painful bump just below the knee that is worse with activity and better with rest. Football is also a very dangerous sport. Football injuries are usually traumatic ones because it is a high-contact sport. High-speed hits with other players and the ground can lead to concussion, fractures and sprain or torn ligaments. The last sport I want to focus on is artistic gymnastics. I have personally been practicing it for 10 years now and I have reached a quite high level. But this is not the reason I want to talk about it. Science have proved that gymnastics is the most difficult sport in the world. Some of the factors that put gymnastics at the top are balance, rotation, spatial awareness, nine times body weight strength, short distance sprint speed of more than 16 miles per hour, and tumbling and bolt heights of more than 13 feet high. Since it is the most difficult sport, it's clear that in gymnastics too, injuries are very common. Gymnastics is a high-impact sport, and one misstep can cause serious injuries. Broken bones and serious sprains are the most common among gymnasts. Since we are competitive gymnasts, my mate and I were able to continue training even during the coronavirus, obviously with all the precautions. I noticed that in the gym where I train, in the last month alone, three of my mates have been seriously injured and others have suffered minor injuries. 
So this week I decided to interview one of my coaches. The first question I asked her was, why do you think sports injuries happen? Her answer was that from her point of view, injuries often happen because of poor physical preparation. But the majority of the injuries she has seen happening, she said, have happened because of lack of concentration, so because of simple distraction. As my question, what do you think people should do to help prevent these injuries, she answered that adults must teach kids how to play safely so that they learn to pay attention already from a very young age. Sports injuries can lead to the need for interventions targeted at decreasing the incidence of the injury. These interventions can impact healthcare costs as well as family and societal resources. Sports injuries have direct and indirect costs. The direct costs are usually calculated by taking into account the cost of using healthcare resources to prevent, detect, and treat injury. We talk about indirect costs when an injury prevents an individual from returning to work. For example, for collegiate athletics, the estimated cost of sports injuries ranges from 446 million to 1.5 billion dollars per year. So, it's safe to say that injuries are also economical problems. Conducted research shows that levels of anxiety, stress and depressions which can already result from competing against others, are elevated following sports injuries. After an occurrence of an injury, many athletes display self-esteem issues, athletic identity crisis, and high levels of sport traumatic distress. In addition, the influences of personal and situational factors can directly impact an athlete's perceptions of their injury. Personal factors include the characteristics of the injury, the athlete's own approach to their injury and their identity. Situational factors include the nature of the athlete's sport, social influences, and the rehabilitation environment. To sum up, sports injuries are a serious matter, a real problem, which we must all try to contain. That's all for today. Thanks for staying with us. See you next time. Bye!